I'll be joined by Bay Area News Group columnist Dieter Kurtenbach in a moment to discuss the biggest questions facing the Warriors heading into training camp next week. But before we get to that, um, some more news uh, about the show. I told you there would be more news on the way last week when I returned from my two-week vacation. But I didn't want to make the same mistake that I made before that vacation and giving you no notice whatsoever uh, regarding any short-term or long-term changes to the scheduling of the show. So some news uh, here um, this is my last week uh, as the Warriors beat writer for the Bay Area News Group. I am moving on to a new position. I'll still be around sports, still be around the NBA, still be around on the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, but I won't be around day to day on the Warriors. More news, more updates on that to come as I'm allowed to provide those updates. I just can't get into too much of it right now, um, but... My This is my last week covering the Warriors for the newspaper, the San Jose Mercury News, and all the other papers affiliated with the Bay Area News Group. So um, a really great uh, last two years for me. I will never forget those two years covering the Warriors. And the last two years, um, getting to interact with a lot of you online mostly, but sometimes at games, sometimes in person, um, but mostly online certainly. And so much of you have not only read my work over there, but all obviously listen to the podcast and have been big supporters as we've rolled out the YouTube show this summer. So um, thank you all so much. Um, I obviously will not be continuing along with Locked On Warriors either, but that is, I don't know if this will be my last week. I don't know when will be my last show, when will be the last week, but I will tell you this right now, (laughs) unlike my, unlike when I just, you know, went off the grid for two weeks and didn't tell anybody, I will keep you in the loop. Uh, in regards to Lockdown Warriors, and we will have a succession plan in place, and I will provide updates for you with all of that. I'll still be around on Lockdown NBA, still be around the Lockdown Podcast Network. Updates on all of that to come throughout the week and the coming days, and maybe after that. Who knows? We'll see. Still trying to figure it all out, being very transparent with you. That's all I'm trying to do right now. Um, so thank you so much to everybody that supported me while I was on this show, and even before I was on this show. I really do appreciate it. But with all of that said, we still have some great content to provide for you this week. Like I said, Dieter Kurtenbach, a frequent guest of this show, my colleague at the Bay Area News Group, will be joining me here to discuss the biggest questions facing the Golden State Warriors going into training camp. Trust me, there's a lot of them. We'll also uh, cover a little bit of the latest going on with their continued search for a backup point guard. That's all coming up next here on Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. I'm here now with Dieter Kurtenbach, the esteemed sports columnist for the Bay Area News Group. Like how I threw that in there. Uh, We're going to talk about (laughs) the most pressing questions facing the Warriors going into training camp next week. And that's why I brought Dieter on because... Nobody brings more questions to the table than Dieter does. How you doing, Dieter? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, should I be asking that question to you in reverse, given everything that's gone on here? How how, lo- how locked in are the Locked In Warriors listeners with your life right now? So they just received an update as to what is going on. So they, what was I felt bad honestly because I yeah. had an episode planned to tell them that I was going to be off the grid for two weeks on a cross country bar crawl, which is what I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, and that episode never came out because I was too busy preparing for that cross-country bar right. crawl. So uh, I got a bunch of 
texts and tweets and Instagram things saying, mm. hey, congrats on the engagement and all, but where the hell is my podcast? And you yeah. know what happened while I was gone for two weeks? Absolutely nothing. Nothing happened with the Warriors. It was incredible. I mean, just before we came on, I'm like, and the rookies that they drafted were because we've been so disconnected from anything Warriors for two weeks. There hasn't even been a hot take talking point that we can sink our teeth into. Like, there's been nothing. It's been zilch and uh, happy to ramp it up. Whether or not Isaiah Thomas is a, a reliable backup point guard is the hottest topic around. We will get to that. I promise, listeners. They are also aware that this could be my last week doing Locked On Warriors, or it might not be. Um, yeah. But I don't have any idea, so they don't have any idea. I have a, you know, I'm I'm trying to be transparent, and uh, in the, in the in in respect to transparency, I've got some real questions slash concerns about the Warriors. That's all you did there going That's into training good. camp. Uh, <laughs> the number one is backup what? point guard, and mm-hmm. again, in the sake of transparency. Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Quinn Cook, the Warriors reportedly working those guys out this week. That does not bode well for Golden State's backup point guard situation, does it? No, no. Avery Bradley could be an acceptable answer in in that regard. Yeah. Uh, Just because you know he can play defense. Anytime you bring in a player and you're competing for a championship, I have a very simple barometer. Can I imagine this person closing a game out, a big game, like a game that you need to win? And that doesn't mean every game, but, you know, I can see Bielitsa in a circumstance saying, okay, we need to stretch the floor. You're now the stretch five in a closing situation, the stretch four in a closing situation next to Dreamer. Um, with backup point guard, I think the same question has to be asked. And I think the Warriors were asking that question. Yeah. And that's why Nico Mannion's in Italy now. And I think that's why they, you know, didn't, they didn't pick anybody in, in the draft to really take on that position because, they weren't going to trust him just because of the Mannion thing. And um, it, it's going to be interesting, but I can at least see a circumstance in which Avery Bradley could be on the floor. It's a narrow band, but I can see a circumstance where he's on the floor late in the pivotal game uh, just because of his defense. I suppose you can make the same argument with Quinn Cook because I saw it happen in the NBA finals, uh, <laughs> but that didn't work out too hot. So maybe we don't try that one again. As for Isaiah Thomas, um, I don't get it anymore. Uh, nice guy. Don't get it anymore. He hasn't played in the league for a reason. It's yeah. not a conspiracy. Uh, it just, he can't play like a defense and offensively what he once provided is not as viable as it once was. Right. Uh, he doesn't do anything for you. He really, he just doesn't do anything for you outside of on ball offense. The Warriors don't need on ball offense. What they need is competency all around game in the backcourt, just hold the second unit together. Uh, they luckily have options outside of the actual point guard position, but I, I think Bradley's the only one that makes any sense. But even that just feels like a little too little too late to, yeah. to make anything happen. And it feels like it's going to be Iguadala and Jordan Poole playing some sort of strange combo forward guard scenario, you know, positionless basketball. And um, God, I mean, the Warriors are paying Sean Livingston. I mean, how much more would they have to pay him just to convince him to come out of retirement? Because that's, well, that's really what they're missing. <laughs> it's yeah. just, let's talk about sweat block. All right. So there are a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them is excessive sweating. You know, when you're just sweating through your t-shirts for no reason at all, it's embarrassing. Some of you may personally be dealing with this. Uh, when I speak in public, for example, 
I can't help but worry if I'm sweating through my shirt. Now, listen, I know this isn't life and death, and there are much worse problems in the world, especially right now. But let's be honest. In the moment, it feels like it's a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, during an interview, or a first date, God forbid. I'd much rather not worry about it at all. That's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it the night before bedtime, go to bed, and then the next morning you wake up, wash, and then go about your day without worrying about sweat. It's guaranteed. I know this will sound too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice a week, and it keeps me dry the entire time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better, none of that. If you or someone you love is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with the promo code Locked On, or find it at Amazon and CVS. Today's episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that helps you stream your favorite shows and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of the entertainment that you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at Direct TV.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. I agree with you on Avery Bradley. I think the thing that stands out about Bradley, like you said, against Isaiah Thomas and Quinn Cook is that he could play defense. And if you imagine a second unit with Jordan Poole, I know there's obviously there's a comfortability with Jordan Poole running offense, but there's also a hesitancy to him doing it full time, right? Which is fine. Well, not with the fan base, but with Steve Kerr, who actually gets to call the shots. And I totally understand that. I, I, I lean on the side of Steve more than the fans now, if given you want the current Jordan circumstances. To be yeah. More of a, of a scorer while Steph mm-hmm. is out of the game. That to me makes you know intuitive sense, right? And yeah. is to, hey, free him up so he doesn't have to play make all the time. He could just be more of a scorer who can also run like a 2-5 pick and roll or whatever we want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so you can imagine a backcourt with Bradley – and Jordan Poole, because at least Avery Bradley, reputationally, I, I suppose, mm-hmm. can defend right. at a at a you know where Jordan Poole can't really, even though he's getting bigger and all, he's improving on that end. But Avery Bradley, yeah, there's there's long. some balance between those yeah. two. But then the question is, is Iguodala part of this rotation? What's his role? Because honestly, I can't imagine much um, of a role yeah. for on, the current iteration of Andre Iguodala other than man who gets team into sets. And that's an important role. They're clearly looking for that. But it's like, if that's not, if Andre Iguodala isn't the second unit point guard, then what is Andre Iguodala? This to me, what I, what I, my read from, I get, I got two major points that, that come from this read of what their search of the backup point guard. And that, that Mm -hmm. number one, it's the Andre Iguodala thing. It's, you can't rely on him every night. I think you're going to get 15 flashback Andre Iguodala games in a season. And if you do with the minimum, awesome and you're getting a whole lot of great locker room stuff out of him also, and that's mainly what he's here for. Agreed. The other thing that I'm reading from this is it's just a failure from by the front office in regards to the development of a backup point guard. It is something, how many times have they drafted somebody in the late first round, somebody in the second round, added somebody as an unrestricted free agent, all these things, or uh, an undrafted free agent, uh, to potentially be the fill-in for Steph Curry. I mean, how many backup point guards have they gone through 
with Sean Livingston even there and right. Andre Godala in his prime and just have not have failed every literally every time to develop a legit backup point guard. And it's just been time yeah. after time. And at this point on September 20th, you and I are sitting here discussing this. There's nobody out there. If look, if there was a reliable backup point guard out there, he would have been signed already. And that's kind of what happened. Totally. Right. And so right. Um, had they actually developed a good backup point guard over the last few years, they wouldn't be in this situation. And now they're here where, Hey, it's time to put pedal to the metal and make this postseason run. And it's kind of too late to develop that guy. Now, maybe you could do it with this two-way contract. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're grooming somebody like a McLaughlin in the G League who's just not quite there yet. But right right now, um, that to me is the biggest failure of this front office is finding that kind of guy who can handle stuff when Steph is out of the game. I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, The Jacob Evans thing kept coming through my mind there. Just like you used good, not great, but solid draft capital on a player that was quote unquote ready made to be a backup point guard. And he was ready made to get his ass shipped over to Europe. So uh, that, that did not work out. Uh, The Nico Mannion experiment I thought was a worthwhile one in the sense of, I thought there was a lot of possible reward and very little risk. Didn't work out. Uh, Now Mannion will probably be back in the NBA. I'd imagine in due time. I, 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 I don't think he comes back to the Warriors, but you know, in, two, three years, I think that he's going to be an effective player in the league. He just needed more development. He came out of college too early. I also generally curious as to your thoughts on this, like how much of this problem is also the Warriors system Yeah. in that they want to play quote unquote positionless basketball, that their starting point guard is really, you know, shooting guard, a wing and their starting power forward is literally their point guard. And, you know, the second unit it isn't, you know, these defined classic basketball roles. Everybody's a combo this or a one five that. And it's hard to find somebody who fits into that sort of total football model mm-hmm. of basketball. And it's even harder to create one. The, the modern game as we see it with the point guard position doesn't lend itself to the warrior style of basketball. So they're already picking, I think, from a much smaller and almost minuscule right. pool and uh, no pun intended there. And it's they haven't done a good job. I'm not giving them any outs right. here. They, they need to understand the limitations. It also, you know, amplifies their options in other places. But uh, the point guard position has been a bugaboo for this team. Livingston, who let's, a unique cat in his own right. I mean, didn't shoot from beyond 12 feet on the baseline. And, you know, was a great, you know, wing defender. Like, how much how much of this is the system in your mind that they haven't been able to find somebody since Sean? I think it's a lot. I think it's also just, hey, Steph is so damn good. Like, good luck trying to replicate what that's going to look like. And oh, they'll never replicate it. But at least finding some, something. at least finding somebody who fits the system. And that was sort of the idea with identity. Quinn Cook. That was sort of the idea with Quinn mm-hmm. Cook, wasn't it? Like he could space the floor theoretically and all these things. And he's actually, he averages like 40 plus percent from three point range on six attempts right. over his career. But wasn't the idea with Quinn Cook that Kevin Durant was his friend? That, that was mostly the idea. <laughs> I mean, there's also some of that, right? Like they've right. had to waste, uh, waste is a very strong term that I want to take back, but they've had to use roster spots for political purposes. And this is, that's another byproduct of the modern NBA. And I'm not well, saying yeah, there's anything wrong with championship it. teams all the time, right? Like hundred percent. And that's where the Warriors kind of are right now. Yeah, they've got their rookies, but like outside of the top lottery picks, mm-hmm. you, 
Don't develop guys. That's why Alan Smiley Gitch isn't on the team anymore. No more projects, yep. no more development. I mean, there's a lot of reasons why Alan Smiley Gitch isn't on the team anymore, but that's certainly one <laughs> yeah. of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, that, that's, that's a that's a 14-part episode, Locked On Investigates. So, uh, no, I think you just watch like a 10-second clip of him on the NBA court not knowing what to do with the ball and people get it. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I do I, – I, I am generally averse to a traditional backup point guard because they're, by definition, smaller players – and mm-hmm. they have to be so good offensively that they have to make up for what they give up defensively. And, hey, if you were all that good offensively, well, you wouldn't be a backup point guard. You would be a starting point guard. Yeah, your, and, your argument on starting starting point guard or backup point guard is kind of like backup quarterback. They're just shitty. Right. All the time. <laughs> uh, and, but unlike a backup quarterback, if you can get a guy who can come in and I guess what you're looking like, who's the guy, who's the backup for the Saints who's like a running back receiver quarterback guy? Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. That's what you need from a God, backup point guard. You, you need a guy you know who can play more. Would love himself a Taysom Hill. You just need a guy who can play multiple roles. Hey, he could play on the ball a little bit. He can get guys into spots, but he could also defend. He doesn't take anything off the table in that way. And I think like to, and what you're hitting on with Sean Livingston, that's exactly what he gave you, right? He wasn't stretching the floor from 27 feet, but he was making a couple shots here and there. He's getting to offense. He wasn't taking away anything from size. He was able to. The, the team was able to switch even more when he was on the court than when when Steph mm-hmm. was on the court. Um, there's, you're always gonna be worse when Steph is off the floor, but you also can't change your identity completely. Like if you were to bring in, for example, Isaiah Thomas, it's also really hard to just say, Hey, let's just run a one, five pick and roll every time he's on the floor. When you don't ever do that, when Steph is in the game. Today's episode is brought to you by sleeper in 2018, the fantasy sports experts at sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponent's defensive ranking, pace of play, whatever. All of that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game picks has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy football, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You're not going to be disappointed. Today's episode is brought to you by Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or somebody like me just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or an injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there's no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. The OLED screen and design makes you feel like you're holding something from the future. Just go to their site and check it out. And the Theragun app learns from your behaviors and suggests guided routines. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid and elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, hundreds of thousands of customers, and me. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. 
Go to thetherabody.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash locked on. And it's and that's such a narrow band too, right? Like, okay, we're gonna let's let's just pretend for a moment the Warriors were like, let's embrace this. Like, let's embrace because I believe that a good bench player, somebody who does one or two things exceptionally well and everything else, average to below average, but you just have them in the game for such little time that you can highlight their pluses. Mm. And we've seen that, as you mentioned, with like Livingston, like good defender, not a great defender, but a good defender uh, could defend multiple positions. So these are both, you know, that's a positive. But what he was really good at was he had one spot on the floor. That was his shot. He'd get there. Most Spates, same thing. Hey, this is what we know what we do with most Spates. Most Spates doesn't do things other than that. It's not a problem. What was the over under on you bringing up most Spates? It was like, Oh, it was, it was certain. They wouldn't have taken action. Ladbrokes wouldn't have taken that action in a million years. So uh, uh, not a chance. Uh, Anybody who was in on that is, it's as (laughs) as certain as the mortgage. Um, It's, (laughs) those are, those are good bench players for me uh, trying to find, I think Jordan Poole fits that mold as well, right? Like what does Jordan Poole do? He gets points and bunches if it's his night. If it's not his night, well, then he's not, then you shouldn't play him because right. he's not providing tremendous value, upside value anywhere else. Like it would be nice to have a backup point guard for the Warriors who could, you could point to something and say, Oh, they do this really well. Like that's their thing. Yeah. And you can build around that. But the other thing too, is and it kind of comes back to the system thing. The point guard doesn't really get that sort of autonomy. It doesn't mm-hmm. really get that ability to do it. Their, their job is to get in sets. And it keeps coming back to Iguodala. Like, Iguodala can do this job exceptionally well. They're not asking a lot. They're just asking him to get everybody into sets. It's literally right. what Steve Kerr would compliment him on the most when they were at the peak of their powers. Well, but, I, I, yeah. So going into training camp, I do think that's one of the things they're going to be looking at. All right, 37-year-old Andre Iguodala, what, what can you do right now for us? Can you yeah. just get us into sets? Are, are you able to defend somebody in – the backcourt, because a lot of the last few years, you were defending slower guys in the front court, right? Especially mm-hmm. in Miami. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where they're mm-hmm. using him. Get to hang uh, out What can wing. you give us? Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be one of the questions. They're going to bring in a couple of guards. They'll probably bring in an, another big man during training camp to just compete, be on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an opening there. And look, we haven't even mentioned Gary Payton the second, still on the roster. They postponed his guarantee date so that he could be a participant in training camp. I think that they like things that he does. When you talk about one thing a guy does well, he defends at an elite level. I mean, borderline yes. elite level. He's very well, good. He, the problem I, is he can't do G-League anything on offense. Yeah, I, I, and you know what? I don't mind if it gets a little abstract and you just have somebody in there who's a dog. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that being your top characteristic as a backup point guard. Like, you know that those minutes are going to be hard. Like, mm-hmm. they're just, like, this team, they're just going to get punchy. You know, it's just going to be a battle. And he's a tone setter so long as he can set the tone every single time out. Now I think you're going to find out if that's the case one way or not when he's on the floor with high level NBA players. And if he's able to set a tone amongst them, that's a huge skill. Um, and I, I'd be, I'm interested to find out if that's the case. I think he's a good player. I think he's an NBA caliber player. He's just an end of the bench guy. The problem is yes. he doesn't have any skill other than being, sort of a rah-rah dude or, you know, being, you know, kind of this dog that can maybe set a tone and that's not something you carry on your bench. You just, you just don't, you know, the end of the bench is for 
for projects and politics and a guy who does only one thing well and does everything else exceptionally poorly. But like, if you ever needed a three pointer from the corner, that one, just one corner though, like that's your dude. Like you throw him in there for that play. Had a 15 year career because of that. Um, Exactly. But that was, that was mostly politics. Mostly politics. Uh, Great GM because of it. Hey, he's doing a great job. Uh, They found a backup point guard in campaign again, like, there are ways to find these yeah. guys, but you have to afford that time to develop them. And the Warriors have just not shown that they have the ability to do that. In fact, because they haven't done it, they're in this situation. Right. This also is a signal to me that there's a lot of dudes on this bench, but you can't really rely on a whole lot of them, right? Like, hey, Andre Guadalla could do yeah. this, but can he do it for 82 games and playoff series? Uh, hey, yeah. Otto Porter can help, you know, create some flexible lineups, but can he stay healthy for more than 30 games? Um, Nemanja Bielica can get us into similarly interesting lineups, but can he be in shape, ready to play all these things? That'll do it for us today. Make sure to tune in for part two in a couple of days where we tackle the uh, James Wiseman situation. Can he bounce back from his injury and what the Warriors do with the rest of their center rotation? That's all coming up later this week. Make sure to subscribe to Locked on Warriors wherever you get podcasts. And of course, subscribe here on YouTube. For now, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.